0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. If you're new here, I'm Max Torres. Uh, I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm the publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated over on Fan Nation. And today I am joined by Ducks Digest reporter Graham Metzger. We're going to be continuing our spring football positional preview. Uh, Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to take a chance to uh, shout out the last episode that we did. Um, I was joined by former Oregon director of recruiting strategy Sam popper who's now at Akron with Joe moorhead um, and that was just a super cool episode all kinds of unique insight into you know uh, the science as I'm calling it of recruiting so that's on my YouTube channel at Oregon football Max Tories. you guys can head over there give me a uh, shoot me a subscribe over there and and you know follow follow us on uh, Twitter and all that good stuff but now we're, you know, just a couple days away, Graham, from spring football. Uh, Going to talk to some cornerbacks. You had a written piece that uh, was on Duck's Digest. Definitely want people to go check that out if they haven't already. First of all, how you doing, and how excited are you for spring football?
2: Max, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good. I'm super excited. You know, how can it not be good? Finals coming close. We're about to get some spring football. Um, we need it. We need some good football action definitely coming soon.
1: Yeah, with with the uh, you know basketball, I, I don't want to say it's winding down because it's March, but you know the men's team might not even make March Madness, and uh, you know um, we'll we'll see what the women can do in March Madness. They're looking a lot more secure there. But I say all that to say that you know people really love football in Eugene, so it feels like you know we'll we'll take anything that we can get here. So we're talking corners today, Graham. Uh, I think it's without a doubt one of the youngest groups on this Oregon roster. So. Uh, you know, we kind of have a little bit of a plan of, you know, what we want to talk about here, but just kind of looking big picture, h- how are you feeling about this group just off the top?
2: Um, just off the top, um, I think this group has a lot to prove. Like you said, a lot of freshmen, you know, whether red shirt, you know, use that COVID year, very, very young cornerback room here. And, you know, coming in, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but we've got some really high profile recruits coming in to the secondary in the coming years to Eugene. So, it's going to be the job of these cornerbacks to really set the tone. I feel like for university of Oregon secondary, we've had a lot of good players come out recently, but this year is definitely a question and we're looking for someone to step or the ducks are looking for someone to step up. Definitely there.
1: Yeah. Ducks losing a, a couple pretty significant guys, uh, since the end of last season. Uh, and they're also going to be led by a, a new coach with Dan Lanning taking over as a new head coach. He wanted to put new guys in place to, uh, to lead his team so you got Demetrius Martin coming in from or coming over from Colorado Uh, that was his last stop and he'll be uh, coaching the corners here how how do you feel about that uh, Demetrius Martin hire because he's a guy that I'm pretty excited about
2: yeah you know what Max you were talking a little bit about the science of recruiting I think Dan Lanning has shown he's got a PhD in that uh, just in his first couple months in Eugene I mean Demetrius Martin ever since he came in I feel like he at least started work at shoring up the cornerbacks, you know, Michael Wright headed to the draft, um, you know, DJ James, Jalen Davies hitting the transfer portal. We started to see those losses made up for once he came in.
1: Yeah, so, I, I think, sorry, go for it, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. No,
2: yeah, just just very excited. Definitely, I mean, it's been only positives since Martin came in so far.
1: If, if I'm Martin, I'm, I'm looking at this Oregon roster and, and trying to figure out how it can fill those holes, You know, the, the void for those guys that left, those departures. Wright was the the number one corner at Oregon. He talked about at the Combine how Mario Cristobal's departure was a big factor for why he decided to uh, end up declaring for the draft. I personally think he could have benefited from another year uh, just because he was a little bit up and down, I think, uh, during his time at Oregon from a production standpoint. But he's definitely got a lot of big tools to his game that I think are going to transition well to uh, the next level for Demetrius Martin. He he has been a, a very good recruiter for the ducks even since being here. And what, what really excites me about Demetrius Martin is this is the biggest brand as far as I'm uh, as far as I know that he's worked with during his coaching career, at least in the PAC 12, this guy has coached at about half the schools in the PAC 12. And I think if you look at his body of work, his coaching philosophy, his work as a recruiter, his roots in the LA area. And then you combine all of that with this Oregon brand. I feel like we're going to see some pretty big things as far as the talent that he can attract. And then not only that, what he can do with those recruits once they get to Eugene and are ultimately, you know, suiting up for the ducks on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that Martin has never had access to the high level recruits that Oregon can give him. I mean, You look down the list, you see freshmen, redshirt freshmen, but a lot of these guys that we're going to talk about were four stars, even five stars coming out of high school. So, you know, a lot of them are just, they're almost new recruits. And with this new coach, it could be a new beginning and we could see someone step up that we weren't expecting.
1: So we were talking about some of the losses that that Oregon has had to overcome since just the end of last season. We talked about Mikhail Wright hitting, uh, going to the NFL draft. Jalen Davies entering the transfer portal that was pretty surprising, and then DJ James ends up back in his home state of Alabama, now at Auburn, where Jason Jones, another former Duck, is going to be playing his football in 2022. Kind of just give us give us a feel, Graham. How significant of a loss of, of a loss do you think those guys are for the Ducks as as we head into spring?
2: It's it's definitely significant. I mean, I know you and I we got a special place in our heart for that DJ James pick against UCLA. You know, we were there to see that. Um, I was looking for him to take a big step, and even if Michael Wright would have came back, I could have seen DJ James overtake him as the number one quarterback. I mean, he really showed some great flashes. He was so dominant at the end of that UCLA game by himself. I mean, he had a couple pass breakups, finished the game, walked around with the game ball. So for me, DJ James, I think that was the most surprising, and that really hurt to see him leave. Um, Jalen Davies, we didn't see too much of. You know, he got some good – Uh, he got some good time in the Alamo bowl, but you know, another high recruit guy, you know, he didn't get a big chance just yet, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't have provided for the ducks.
1: James looked like he was primed to, to be the number one corner for Oregon. And I think bringing in a guy like Christian Gonzalez, who we'll talk about here kind of helps that veteran presence. Even if GJ James stayed, I think you still don't have quite as much experience as you would have hoped, but Davies was really a surprising move, Graham, because, You look at his profile being a a high-level recruit, an All-American coming out of modern-day Southern California area, an area that the Ducks have been really, really successful in from the recruiting side of things. Uh, Demetrius Martin is a Southern California guy himself, so he would be able to play for a Southern California coach here in Eugene. He had a great opportunity to really seize the, the reps that were there for him. So I don't know. I have any intel on that decision specifically but it definitely felt like a little bit of a head scratcher for me once we saw it and then Mikel Wright he had a good he had some pretty decent production in his most recent season I think back to the pick he had against Arizona that was definitely one of the biggest highlights for me it was surprising to see how his special teams value I really feel like kind of declined as he was here at Oregon he had those two kickoff returns for touchdowns his freshman season in 19 And then we never really saw the special teams coming together. And that shouldn't be viewed entirely as a slight, you know, to him. I think that the special teams at Oregon, particularly the return units, have been pretty lackluster these past couple of years. And we haven't seen much excitement there either. So we've talked about some of these guys that are going to be moving on. Uh, Unless you had anything to add there, Graham, how about we start digging into some of the guys that are on the roster and are going to be making a difference here for the Ducks in spring?
2: Yeah, that sounds good. Enough of the negative. Let's get to let's get to what's looking good for the
1: Ducks. All right, so let's start off with Christian Gonzalez. What do you think about him? Oh, I mean,
2: huge pickup. Definitely, you got to directly credit it to Demetrius Martin. Followed him from Colorado. Um, he saw a lot of action in his freshman year. You know, it was that COVID-shortened year, but as a freshman quarterback starting for Colorado Buffaloes, he was picked on a lot. And I think even at the end of just those that six-game season for Colorado, he showed massive improvement. I think that Alamo Bowl in uh, 2020, uh, he was great, you know, or that would be 2021 at the end of 2020 season. Um, He had five pass breakups or hit five tackles, two pass breakups. There was one where he was neck and neck with the Texas wide receiver the whole time, got physical with him, flew through the air to get a swat. I mean, he really has everything that you're looking for in a cornerback, I think.
1: You see some of the continuity there with with him coming over from Colorado with Martin. So I think that's an additional reason why Duck fans should be optimistic for for him to contribute at a high level, his first season in Eugene. And you also think about how he was a safety coming out of high school, but he obviously has that versatility to move over to corner, which is something another one of the guys that we're going to talk about did uh, in TriQuest Bridges. But as far as Gonzalez goes, he's one of the taller corners on this roster which I think is, is pretty interesting because that's a trend that we've seen, I think, really all throughout college football, but even more so here at Oregon, not only with the guys that are coming to Oregon, but the guys that they're offering. Length is becoming a premium. Dan Lanning said as much in his in some of his press conferences, talking about how you want length, size, speed, uh, really across the board at, at any position, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And, and with some of the high-flying skill players that we're going to be seeing here with with Lincoln Riley taking over at USC, and I think that Pac-12 recruiting is it's getting a little bit better. Certainly, certainly lacking compared to a lot of other schools. But you think about Oregon maybe having to play Arizona this year potentially, uh, with with Tetairoa McMillan, who was a former Oregon commit. You know, having guys that are this big to to line up with some of the lengthier options is going to be pretty pretty beneficial. I think when when you look at how the, the defense is kind of shaking out. And, and Gonzalez, even though we haven't seen him play at Oregon, he feels like one of the surer options that's on the roster right now.
2: A 100%. You know, I think that at 6'2, you know what, at, in modern day football, with big guys going up for jump balls, you got to be just as tall on the defense. But it's got, you got to be able to move with them too. You know, wide receivers are getting taller and faster, which means the defense just has to react the same. And you were talking about some of the really good guys, the really good wide receivers that we see coming out of the Pac-12, I know one date that certainly is circled for Gonzalez and Martin will be USC, you know, Brendan Rice. He transferred there, and he torched the Ducks for over 100 yards last season. So I think that'll be definitely, you know, that's one of the big names to watch. Jerry Rice's son, for crying out loud. And, um, yeah, so I think Gonzalez definitely sizes up well. And him and Martin will be out looking for some really strong showings, them as the – you know that's a perfect one-two to come into uh, Eugene with, and I think they'll be great together.
1: Yeah, su- super random tangent, real quick. I just fig- figured this might look weird, so I wanted to clear it up. I'm drinking one of these sparkly waters, Spindrift. It's a raspberry lime, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not drinking. You know, on the podcast, <laughs> have you ever had? Have you ever had one of these? Are you i I've seen. Water I've, kind I've definitely seen
2: them around. I've seen them around. Are they? What's the hype about?
1: I mean, it's pretty good. I, I I was drinking one when I was visiting some family the other the other day, um, out in Southern California, and um, then I saw these at the store. I was like, oh, I'm gonna grab one of those. So just wanted to clear that up. But yeah, I think the when we talked about the the transfers that USC saw, Brandon Rice, Brandon Rice rather was one of the better options in the Pac-12 and in its entirety. He he had one of his better games against Oregon when when Colorado came out to Eugene in October. Oregon just trounced them, but Rice is probably the only bright spot of that whole game for, for the buffs. And speaking about USC, Travis Dye goes over there. So all all the transfer portal news has been really wild. Heck, we saw Jaden Daniels go to LSU just just yesterday. I thought that was pretty wild to see because he's a pretty he was a high profile recruit. Oregon was definitely interested in him to kind of bring it back to an Oregon angle, but for him to go as late as he did with Spring ball, I don't know if spring ball has started in Baton Rouge just yet, but I, I think that he's expected to be there pretty soon here. It's, it's just crazy to see how college football has shifted in that regard because the transfer portal is obviously another branch of recruiting, and, and that's something that we're covering pretty extensively here at Ducks Digest. So what, what did you think about that move with, with Daniels going to LSU, Brian Kelly's first year, just to kind of take it to a national look?
2: Definitely. I think the transfer portal, you know what, it helps you make a lot of friends. All right. We see a lot of high touted recruits. Maybe they didn't find it uh, working out in their first try at university. And we've seen great success stories from the transfer portal. Probably first in my mind, Joe Burrow heading to LSU, um, you know, transferring away from Ohio state and became probably one of the best quarterbacks of all college to all time in college. But also you make a lot of enemies. I saw some very upset Arizona state players, you know, when Jaden Daniels left, you mentioned it was very late, you know, they were cleaning out his locker for him. He seems like he hopped on a plane and wasn't looking back. But so a lot of teams, you know, they'll be out looking for revenge, I think. So it may not always work out so well, but definitely just a whole nother branch of recruiting. And it's like the battle isn't even over once someone recruits and plays a season there, you know, the recruiting battle never dies basically.
1: With, with the transfer portal era of college football, Coaches now have to recruit players that are currently on their roster even after they get them to their school. So it's, it's another dynamic that is, is changing things quite a bit uh, in, in today's era of college football. We, we talked about Christian Gonzalez and uh, why we kind of feel like he's a guy that we're excited about. He's one of a number of transfers that the Ducks have added, uh, all of which are on defense except for Bo Nix, I think. Oh no, you have Chase Coda too. So Chase Coda as well. Um, But we're seeing obviously a a pretty big focus on on defense and uh, another guy that we want to talk about. I think we can use this comment from, from Andrew here. If, If you guys are watching on YouTube, definitely, definitely hop into the live chat, throw any questions our way. If you want to talk about the cornerback depth, that which is the focus of this episode, or if you have any other Oregon football questions, we're, we're here for all of it. So definitely throw some questions at us. Andrew says, Florence and Tucker should be a shutdown tandem for years. All the extra time together in high school should make their communication next level. So as of right now, I don't believe Tucker's going to be here for spring football, at least from what I've seen. I think it's it's been reported that Florence is going to be here for, for at least part of spring ball. That's a good point though. I think playing together at high school, at the high school level, at Lincoln is, is definitely going to make it easier for them to be on the same page. I think if I'm Oregon, I've kind of, the way I'm thinking about this is you hope that Christian Gonzalez can be that, that number one lockdown guy for you. And then that TriQuest Bridges and Dante Manning are ready to step into larger roles. And maybe one of these, one of the Jaleels can, can play pretty, pretty good football and a a large amount of snaps as a freshman, because Graham, both Jaleel Florence and Jaleel Tucker are or super highly rated recruits, right? That's awesome. You want to get those kind of guys on your roster, but let's be honest, cornerback is one of the hardest positions to contribute at, at, at an early, at an early stage, even Mikel Wright, who uh, is one of the better corners to come through Oregon in recent years. He wasn't even uh, you know, for sure starter when he was a freshman in 2019, he was definitely a heavy rotational guy, but Oregon's kind of in the position where they they might have to to have some of these younger guys play some serious snaps as freshmen.
2: Yeah, and right there, I think you you said it right there. First of all, they're gonna be need to rely on some of these younger guys, but that also gives those younger guys an opportunity to shine, like maybe Mikeale could not early in his career. So I think Jaleel Florence and Jaleel Tucker, you know, either of them coming in, who it's it's even money on who's gonna be better first. I mean, both of them are lightning fast. Jaleel Florence ran a 1077, 100 meter and Jaleel Tucker was just over 11 seconds. So, I mean, both of them insanely fast, like, which obviously you love to see that, you know, got to bring that electricity, you know, that fire, that passion back to uh, Oregon football. Like I think we used to see back in the days, but. It's really tough to say. I think uh, Florence, you know, he also played basketball. He started playing basketball before he played football, which is crazy to me, but you can see it in his ball skills. I mean, he is going for it like every play ball hawk. You better not let him hit your quarterback unblocked because he might just be out of the game. So I think, you know, my money might be on Florence to come in and make that impact. He started a little bit later, but he has just boomed exponentially since really coming on as San Diego um, at Lincoln High School. And to this comment's point, how could you not love that chemistry that they bring in? That's just obviously a positive, And I think it'll definitely work out for the Ducks.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: With Florence being a late bloomer, it speaks to the kind of athlete that he is. And and not only that, Graham, but his football IQ and how well he's he's grasped the game. Uh, I think that's something that maybe we don't talk about enough because one of the biggest wake-up calls for a lot of these guys, I think, when they come from high school and they were the guy, you got to process the game at a totally different speed, at a totally different level. So some guys who might have been able to win with just pure talent and raw athleticism at the high school level maybe find a little bit of a harder time at college. I'm not saying that that's the case with these guys, but just something to be kind of aware of. And I think that I'm super excited about both their playmaking abilities. If you flip on their highlights, uh, Tucker has a lot of really good clips from his time at wide receiver. I know that was something he was thinking about when he was a recruit, was trying to play both ways or play wide receiver, but the Ducks were able to get him. And then Florence is is super polished. Uh, I like to see how... I like the fire that he plays with. And uh, both of those guys take a ton of pride in being from San Diego, which is another talent hotbed that has been super kind to Oregon. So look for them to, to stay present down there for sure for years to come. Lincoln, I know for the 2023 class, they have Roderick Robinson. And I think he's going to be one of the top running backs in the country by the time all things are said and done. He's a guy that the Ducks definitely need to get back out to campus pretty soon here. And um, as we roll along, talking about some of the options on Oregon's roster, our next guy that we want to hit on, Graham, is Triquez Bridges. We alluded to him a little bit earlier in this episode of the podcast, a former safety that has converted to cornerback, kind of along the lines of Christian Gonzalez, definitely another taller, lengthier guy on the roster, and um, hoping that he can take a, a, a pretty big step here, seeing that the Ducks really need some help at corner.
2: Yeah. He switched over, you know, to cornerback during last off season. he was in a battle for that, you know, kind of that top rotation role in the cornerback room with him and Dante Manning. And by the end of the year, he definitely won that battle. So, um, over a season, you know, he's gotten a lot more reps in at cornerback and at six foot three, I mean, you can tell that he was a safety first. He definitely still has that power that you, that you would want coming through. So, He'll be great on the run defense, which Oregon is usually better at. Um, yeah, I mean, just looking at some of his tape from high school and some of his records, I mean, it's actually crazy that he holds the Alabama high school state records for most interceptions and pick sixes across a career. I mean, you're talking about guys like Dre Kirkpatrick, Marlon Humphrey, Captain Munerlin. I mean, these guys are great NFL players, and none of them had as good of a high school career as Bridges. So you got to be excited for that.
1: His tapes really popped when, when I was watching him coming out of high school and you're, if you're at Oregon, you're hoping that a guy like him can really be a, a playmaker for you, seeing that they're trying to get back into the state of Alabama. Just in the last week or so, I, I've interviewed a, a pair of guys from Alabama that uh, recently picked up Oregon offers. So that would be huge for them to get back into that talent hotbed with TJ Dudley being a guy that was committed in the 2022 cycle. And then, he ended up at Clemson after the coaching turnover. But as for Bridges, we saw a little bit of the flash of kind of what he what he has to offer. I think about his fourth down stop against Fresno State last year. I think that was probably one of the biggest plays that comes to mind. But if I'm the Oregon staff and I'm coming in and evaluating this current group of corners, how, how comfortable is TriQuest Bridges after having a full season at cornerback? What kind of skills does he still need to tweak? When you look at a bigger guy, you obviously, I think you you latch on to being physical at the line of scrimmage. That's something that you would hope would kind of come naturally. But how fluid are his hips? How, how does he move and you know read the play and, and adjust to the ball in the air? Because that's when we're talking about safeties. I think that's one of the skills that really comes in handy is the ball skills that they have. And he obviously has a lot of it with his interceptions record that you referenced from his days at Lynette uh, as a prep. So I think the the talent is there. We're just looking to see a little bit more refined technique. Hopefully he's playing with a lot more confidence. Uh, that was something that he kind of had said. That was the tone of a lot of his interviews when people, the media were asking him about that. I, I was definitely one of those guys who kind of just, when we were talking to him, that was like okay, hey, you moved a corner, how you doing? You moved a corner, how you doing? And <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to kind of just see that growth a little bit more and then um, just see him be a, a pretty big force in this defense.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there's a lot that you can say for having a full season to go, you know, in 2020, that, that shortened season, there wasn't as much time to get the work in. And I think, you know, now that he's had a full season of playing games at cornerback, I think, and another offseason, you know, coming up where he can work with this new coach, you know, Demetrius Martin, Christian Gonzalez, one of the better cornerbacks that have come through, you know, and I think that an offseason of work will have him ready to be solid in that CB2 spot.
1: One of the things that kind of came to my mind just now, Graham, we were talking about how there's some continuity for Christian Gonzalez with him playing under Demetrius Martin, but if you flip flip the other side of the coin for the rest of the roster, these corners don't have continuity. They're not working with Rod Chance. They're, they're not working with Tim DeRuiter. Uh, and you have to deal with the challenges that come with learning new terminology, learning new scheme. We're still waiting to see what kind of scheme Dan Lanning wants to uh, deploy here. Uh, one of Andrew's questions here in the comments was asking about what kind of secondary Lanning usually wants to run. So that'll be something we're hopefully going to be able to find out uh, as we look into spring football here not quite sure what our media access is going to be, but Graham, how do you think that'll kind of factor in with, with these young guys that are still getting settled to settled into the college level, having another new coach?
2: You know what? I think these young guys will definitely take it as an opportunity. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, highly touted recruits, they come in thinking they're the man, you know, they think, or they came from a place where they were the best on their team, maybe the best in their city, you know? So I think a lot of these guys might even be excited to have a new coach get a chance to reestablish themselves. And I mean, the pecking order, it's, it's brand new. You know, we, we assume Christian Gonzalez will slide into that first spot and we can make predictions at what it's going to be. But if someone has a great spring, you know, what's stopping them from shooting up that, that ladder, you know, that depth chart, I don't think anything is.
1: You mentioned the pecking order. It, it is completely wide open here with, with the the current situation that the ducks have for themselves, and I think someone who may be looking to reestablish themselves is Dante Manning. He he's someone who came to Oregon as the 12th highest ranked recruit in the program's history, rated a five star according to uh, 247 Sports. That's where we're getting those numbers from. But uh, last year, for much of fall camp, it was really Manning and Bridges kind of neck and neck in that cornerback two battle, uh, just trying to get a little bit you know bigger piece of the of the puzzle and honestly it came down to Bridges was the guy that we saw more of ultimately and then I think Manning was a little bit dinged up kind of on and off throughout the season so him coming over during the pandemic dealing with the injuries and everything that's obviously not ideal not to say he's using that as an excuse but that's just the reality of the situation but he's a guy that I feel like I'm the most confident from the current roster that was here last year that can take that bigger step forward seeing that he is a little bit more of the traditional size at cornerback. I think he's around five foot 11 has crazy track speed. I think I was reading your story and you said that he played a little bit of linebacker in high school. So, you know, he's a guy who's not afraid to get his nose in there and, and you know, lower the, lower the boom on someone. So with him just being a guy who I think is probably a little bit more agile than, than Tri-Quest Bridges and has a lot of top end speed. He's a guy that I'm looking forward to have a, a big spring seeing that he has, you know, all of these accolades and all the hype has kind of been building for him for a while. So hopefully he can hit the ground running. Hopefully he's completely healthy. And uh, I think he's someone who could really, really capitalize off of a strong spring for the Ducks.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I, for one, was kind of expecting Manny to maybe win that battle against Bridges last year and take that step last year. And we didn't see it, you know, for whatever reason, he had some injuries to deal with. But I think now Manning finds himself in a really nice position to fill a need that Oregon's going to have. You know, we were talking about Gonzalez, Bridges, they're 6'2 and up. At 5'11, Manning will be the guy that the Ducks can look to to be on a smaller receiver, a quicker receiver. You talked about that track speed, you know. I think that'll be a huge necessity for the Ducks this year with the taller guys that they got at cornerback, you know. Jaleel Florence, he's going to be six, one and a half, almost 6'2". That's still pretty tall, even though he's got the speed. You know, you want someone a little bit smaller, a little bit lower to the ground, and I think that he will definitely get some good work for the Ducks this year.
1: Just taking the secondary into account as a whole, Graham, this might be the tallest and fastest secondary we've seen at Oregon in quite some time. Dan Lanning said it himself. They signed, I believe, nine players with track backgrounds as well. So if you're looking at the secondary... And taking that into account, you got to have speed if you wanna if you wanna um, if you wanna make an impact. And speed travels wherever you're playing, whether regardless if you're at Otson or on the road and somewhere else. If you're in Atlanta playing against the Georgia Bulldogs, who like to load up at wide receiver, that's something that's going to be huge for the Ducks to make sure that they're staying in contention with some of their biggest matchups in 2022. I have a couple more guys to talk about here, Graham. I think we've hit on some of the main. Players that we think are going to be in contention for the Ducks starting at cornerback. And some of the other guys we want to talk about that we didn't get to see a ton of last year. Avante Dickerson, he was, I believe, an All American coming out of high school, out of Omaha in the 2021 recruiting class, as well as Darren Barkins, uh, another Southern California guy. Uh, he was really slight of frame. I think he's someone that needs to put on some more weight before he's really ready for a pretty big sample size. But he was really allotted for his speed again when he was a recruit and as far as dickerson goes he was the one we saw a little bit more of compared to barkins last year but he he was pretty lauded for his his play on special teams when we did see him i thought he was someone that crystal was pretty pretty uh excited about sh- throughout the season so we we were talking about davies having a a chance to get a a, a bigger role this year well now that he's gone uh or he's in the, tr- in the transfer portal, I should say, that still hasn't been officially confirmed if he's going to be moving on. Uh, Dickerson and Barkins look like guys that are in prime position to uh, capitalize.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree there. I think um, Dickerson, you know, he was one of the guys that was actually a true freshman last year with all the red shirts and the COVID season, free eligibility. It's hard to keep track of all the freshmen, you know, but he was a true freshman last year, so he didn't get too much time But coming out as the number eight cornerback in his class, I mean, that's definitely eye popping right there. And this guy on his tape, he is lightning quick. I think we talked about, you know, Mikael Wright, he would maybe, he would take some kicks back. Definitely the Ducks lost Micah Pittman, who would take some kicks back. I think he has a chance to uh, return some kicks, some punts for the Ducks, and he might just be the fastest person in the secondary. He is seriously quick. I mean, it's definitely something that the Ducks always prioritize, but yeah, this guy has got the speed that kills.
1: And looking at the, the Jaleels, I think there are two other guys that could maybe find an additional role in the return game. So you have Chris Hudson and seven McGee back. Those are some guys that that had some experience last year, as far as the return game goes. W- one other kind of interesting comparison, Graham that I was thinking about when you're looking at the corners, they're going to get better by doing what going against the wide receivers that Oregon has, which has continued to evolve and, really just setting the bar higher Brian McClendon before he, before he went to Miami and then, you know, had a cup of coffee there and, and ended up at, at Georgia. That was hilarious by the way. Um, Cause you know, you figured that he was going to be leaving Oregon just with the, the tone of the press conferences when I was there. But the fact that he was really not at Miami for very long, I'm, I'm sure some Oregon fans are happy about that, that are maybe sour about Cristobal's departure, but I bring all that up to say Oregon's corners, young, Oregon's wide receivers, also very young, but tell me how you if you don't agree with this. What I think about Oregon's wide receivers, I'm I'm a little bit more encouraged at the youth there rather than on the um rather than on the defensive side of the ball um with the, the youth that they have there. I think having youth at receiver is probably better than having youth at um at the cornerback spot.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. I mean any you know, a wide receiver, I think they will get more chances to make that big play where as a cornerback, if they get little reps, you know, you only, they'll only stick out if they get burnt or make an interception, which one's more likely for a freshman cornerback probably getting burnt. So, you know, I think that uh, at the wide receivers, you know, I think they're going to take, they're going to take some big steps this, uh, this spring as well. So definitely, you know, cornerback with you, you need a lot more cornerbacks on the field with that rotation that you got to have going. So there's a lot less reps going on. Whereas a young wide receiver, they can really excel much quicker. I think.
1: Ducks brought in Christian Gonzalez from the transfer portal this off season, and they could be making another move in the transfer portal pretty soon here. UCLA transfer linebacker, Mitchell Agude. Hopefully I'm saying that right. He's going to be in town for a visit this weekend. Has the Ducks in his top four along with Washington, Miami, and Tennessee. So we talked about the portal a lot this episode. He's another guy that you guys want to keep an eye on. Hopefully I can get a, some intel on where Oregon stands with him. He's kind of an edge kind of guy, edge, outside linebacker type of deal. So he has he has a lot of upside in, in the run defense as well. So he's someone to keep an eye on for sure. Graham. I think we're, we're going to wrap this one up. I feel like we've hit on all the guy, a lot of the biggest names to watch for the Ducks here as we head into spring ball. Spring ball starting in just three days for the Ducks here. So we're uh, we're kind of full steam ahead on, on wrapping up our preview content. Is there anything else that you wanted to add just about the the corners, about Oregon football? Just kind of wanted to give you the floor if there was anything else on your mind.
2: Definitely. Just, just since you just brought it up, I think our guy Dylan uh, in the Ducks Digest team loves Mitchell Agude. You know, I think he would be just head over heels, if he were to come to the Ducks and join uh, Chase Cota, who I forgot to mention, I think he will be a great piece for the Ducks this year, bringing some veteran leadership to a really young wide receiver group that we were talking about. But uh, most importantly, I just would like to finish on that this team or this cornerback uh, group has so many opportunities this spring, and they'll get opportunities straight off the bat. You know, against Georgia, they always got high level recruits definitely at wide receiver at every position you know, they're going to get their chances. And I think by the end of the season, we'll see at least one or two guys from this room really, really take that big step.
1: Some of these young Oregon cornerbacks are looking to prove themselves as the Ducks kick off spring football this week. Graham, before we get out of here, uh, you know, you're doing stuff with Duck TV sports. You primarily do written stuff for us, but that's why I was so excited to bring you on the YouTube channel on the podcast. Where can people find more of you if they want to lock in with you?
2: Yes, sir. Um, Definitely follow me at Graham Metzger on Twitter. I'm posting all my Duck TV videos, my Ducks Digest articles. uh, All of my stuff is going on there. So definitely find me there and just a pleasure to be on the show. I'm glad we got it together.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, if you guys want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter at that name on your screen right there at Sports. If you guys want to find more of the Art Oregon Ducks coverage, definitely head on over to ducksdigest.com. You can also follow the Ducks Dish podcast on Twitter, at Ducks Dish. And then uh, I kindly ask that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Really appreciate the support there. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Do us a favor and give us a five-star review. Really tremendous help for us over there. But really enjoy doing these podcasts with Graham. This one's live right now on YouTube. And then uh, after this, we will actually be back on YouTube later tonight, uh, looking at about seven o'clock Pacific, where I will be talking about the offensive line with Allie Osborne. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much to Graham for coming on here. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Take care.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?